Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, John Schwab here from Curtain Call, and welcome to Take Your Bow, a new bite-sized podcast series from the Curtain Call stable that shines a spotlight on the people that make theater happen. In today's climate of increasing isolation, we want to bring you a big old dose of inspiration. In each episode, we're bringing someone in the theater along to take their bow. From seasoned professionals to drama students, from vocal coaches to life coaches, you'll find them right here giving insights into what drives them to be in the business and who inspires them. This week, we're bringing you the creatives behind the Curtain Call virtual play reading series, The Remote Read. We're beginning the series on Saturday, May 2nd, with the remote reading of Sir Tom Stoppard's play, A Separate Piece, starring David Morrissey, Jenna Coleman, Denise Goff, Ed Stoppard, and Maggie Service. It's directed by award-winning stage and screen director, Sam Yates, and the reading will benefit the Felix Project and those professionals who have found themselves out of work during the COVID-19 epidemic. On today's episode is director Sam Yates. Sam is an absolutely exciting young director working on stage and screen. He was voted one of Screen International's Stars of Tomorrow in 2016 and named a rising star in The Observer here in the UK. His productions have been Olivier nominated and all the rest. We at Curtain Call are so grateful to Platform Presents co-producers Gala Gordon and Isabella McPherson for suggesting Sam in the first place and then going out and getting him. He's a phenomenal person to work with and is exactly the right captain to steer this ship. Here's Sam telling us how he's getting on with what it's like directing a virtual production as opposed to a physical production. I am Sam Yates and I'm a director. See, simple questions, simple answers. (laughs) I love it. Um, So Sam, when did you know that uh, directing, because you direct theater, you direct um, film, uh, telly, you know, when did you know that directing was what you wanted to be as your professional title? Mm, Well, I began as an actor um, at school doing drama. And thank God we had drama because um, it's, it's dying out in many comprehensive schools um, and I loved it then. And I carried on through university. I started to do a bit of directing at university. And, but then I came out of university and really wanted to be an actor. And I actually understudied in the History Boys for the National, amazing. so which was amazing, amazing seeing Nick Heiner at work. 
And we, with the second cast, we took the play around the country and then back to the Nationals. So that was an incredible kind of induction. Um, and then I did an episode of Heartbeat, which I'm extremely proud of, <laughs> uh, which which I haven't watched since. But I, I vowed to torture myself and do that one day, maybe when I'm older. And so basically at that point, I felt that I just wasn't very good as an actor. And, and also my I couldn't concentrate properly, basically, when I was doing it. I was very outside myself, which is something I don't personally think you can be. And so I guess I was kind of early 20s and I started to scratch around and see what I could do and wrote to Phila Lloyd, who gave me um, my first opportunity. And thankfully, I was introduced to Phila through my drama teacher, Becky Patterson, who um, happened to sit with her at a wedding and uh, and did the glorious job of selling me. So I got my first foot in the door with Philida via my school drama teacher. I, I love how life works, Sam. Isn't it incredible? Uh, and when people, be. you know, there is a, there is a death. I totally believe in, in destiny, not necessarily fate, but destiny is a, is a fascinating concept to me because I think we'll all get to where we're meant to be. And it's just listening to stories like yours is incredible. How Well, destiny, I don't know. There's probably not enough time to talk about <laughs> destiny. Uh, it comes and goes, you know, I, sure. think, like, sure. I think you have to be very, very active in your own your own destiny well yes you can choose exactly okay well, yeah well, that's for another podcast so Sam, <laughs> you mentioned a few names there who inspired you then when you were just starting out on this um career and who inspires you now well my first inspirations were all uh actors and directors of film so um it was the the obvious the kind of al pacino De Niro, then so it was Francis Ford Coppola, Martin Scorsese, and sort of European cinema. So the Three Colors trilogy were a kind of big thing for me. Oh, and um, and before that, when I was like seven, eight, nine, Disney, massive, massive kind of uh, emotional responses to those films. And so, yeah, it was films, really. I was just a kind of film nut. And, and so those are the posters on my wall. And then I think now, I mean... There are many people who inspire me for sure in the theatre industry. I mean, Phila Lloyd being one of them, you know, um, I've been really lucky. I mean, I've worked with some incredible directors as an assistant or associate. They are all inspiring people. My God, everyone works so hard and all so, so different. So, and then coming full circle to now, I mean, as I'm kind of back slightly with my head in the film world at this current moment, I mean, there's too many to name, but, you know, there's the Andrea Arnolds, there's Paul Thomas Anderson, there's... These are all storytellers, Sam. Like mm. they're really story amazing storytellers, but but everyone you just mentioned thinks outside the box. Both directors then and in and theater and filmmakers. Is that something that is just kind of floats your boat? Um well, I think it's really only in hindsight that you can kind of understand what you've been doing sometimes. And if I look back, I'm kind of and surprised sometimes and I go okay wow so I've worked in all of these different areas now that worried me for a while because I thought well does this just mean that you're kind of diluting the cordial too much mm. um but actually I'm really excited about that now because they are genuinely all talking to each other as forms and um look put it this way I've never been attached to a theater I've never taken a salary from a theater I've always been freelance and that is not by choice that's just sort of what's happened I would have loved to have had an associateship or some kind of home for a while to make work it hasn't happened so what what happens when uh 
you know, you're flying a bit solo is you just have to get really, really active. So I've taken a sort of um, producing role in many of the things I've done on stage mm. and film uh, and radio. There's something else I'm planning at the moment. And um, it makes you producerial, which is no bad thing. But I also do like to very much put that completely away. And the opposite end of the spectrum for me in that is writing. Yeah, particularly writing for, for screen. What do your uh, family think of your job, Sam? <laughs> I think you'd have to ask them. <laughs> I think, no, look, I think they're really, really proud. But, you know, they were, they often mentioned teaching as an alternative career for many, many years. <laughs> and I, because I did some, so I went back to my old school quite a bit, did drama teaching. I did some teaching abroad in Hong Kong. And I really love it. And my God, do teachers work hard? Yeah. Um, so it wasn't, a, it wasn't um, out of the blue, that suggestion. But, you know, I it was, you know, no one in the family had done it before. You know, it all from the outside, obviously, it's a very perceived as a very risky career um, with low financial returns, which I can confirm is true. Um, but so they're super proud. And I think at the beginning they were had one eye on another career for me. <laughs> <laughs> you are obviously a multi skilled. You talk about writing, producing, uh, directing. How important do you think that having you know, being a multi hyphenate, as the new word is, is important in today's modern world? It, it not just in necessarily the the creative arts, but just as a person out there. In when people kind of put you in a box, they love to put you in a box. But well, it's a really interesting question. Actually, it's very much on my mind at the moment. I found that this is a huge generalization, but I found that in England or the UK or Britain, I perceived an attitude of stay in your lane. People don't really like to consider you doing anything else or they can't consider it. And they think, well, if you're doing that as well, you can't be good at the first thing. <clears throat> it's true, Sam. I'll just jump in there. When I produced my first feature film, it took me an hour and a half, uh, hour and a half. It took me a year and a half to get back into acting because everybody thought, oh, John's producing now. Right, 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 right. And also I think, you know, there's a degree of threat. I think people who do those jobs I definitely rattled some cages before by accident uh, where I've sort of had an opinion on how something should be done and that maybe it was perceived I shouldn't have had. But unfortunately, if you're guiding something through um, as a director, then I, I, I believe that you have to have a small input into those areas. I think it's important to a point, but I think it's very important to be able to put it down. But just coming full circle, I've done some work in America recently. I was in New York. I had the great pleasure of being there for five weeks with a show called Encantato that I made with Stanley Townsend and Galway International Arts Festival and Jane Coppinger. And we were at the Irish Rep and um, I've got representation over there and the feeling of presenting something there, and it could just be specific to me, is one of much more freedom and energy. And I don't know whether that's something to do with the sort of fabric of the country, but the, you know, you're encouraged to fly there where I've, I've found slight people <laughs> pulling at the wings here and saying, well, wait a minute, are you sure you should be doing that? In Ireland, they call that notions, right? You know, so I, I actually think that, you know, notions of grandeur or whatever, notions above your yeah. station. I, I wonder if every country in the world has some kind of version of this. I kind of get back in your box. Who do you think you are? I'm sure they I'm do. I'm sure you're right, research. Sam. Um, I'm going to ask you a, a crazy question because I know how you're spending your days because I think we're, you know, Matt and I are taking up an inordinate amount of time in your last couple of weeks. But how are you oh, spending your days these days? 
Yeah, I mean, well, specifically, you know, at the moment, as you say, we're, we're collaborating on a really super exciting project together, which is a, an online reading or online production of a Tom Stoppard play called A Separate Piece. So we are on Zoom all day, um, <laughs> pretty much from 9am till about 7 or 8pm, it was last night. Um, so that's a combination of rehearsing with our wonderful company of actors and technical team and, uh, you know, talking producerially about the presentation and point of sale and all of the practical information around it. I mean, aside from this, I'm um, prepping for a first feature, which is huge, exciting. I'm doing a lot of Zoom meetings with actors I haven't met before, um, dozens and dozens, wow. many of whom are in America, and it's enormously exciting. And, um, and actually, you know, I was very kind of uh, cynical about Zoom because I'm such a kind of um, maniac for the human human contact, as mm. I think many people in the world are, and certainly in our industry. And yet, I, I actually think under these circumstances, it's an incredible facility for connection. And I have formed some really exciting, genuine connections with people over Zoom, which uh, I wouldn't have thought possible. And I, I mean, I have to say... Um that you're finding things and asking questions of that service that I don't think anybody else has. You're, you're kind of thinking, and I think it takes somebody like a creative, uh, especially a theater creative, where you work with what you've got and say, how do we make this production as absolutely theatrical as possible? And how can we push this service in this technical application to its limit? And I think... I mean, we are, those of us behind the scenes, the producers and the, and the, and the production um, technicians and everyone on the team, you know, came off the rehearsal yesterday and we just filled with joy at what we were achieving. And I, I mean, how can I, if I can ask you straight away, or if I can ask you a straight question of how, how different is your approach to this as it would be to a, a normal theater production? Um, well... The technical side of this is sort of front and center because everyone is in their own home, in their kitchen, lounge, whatever. We've taken them through a setup of a computer with specific settings. We've sent a microphone in, um, a ring light. There has to be a, a background, which, you know, is either green screen led or, or not. But, so the tech really had to come first because in a way, before that's in place, it's very difficult, certainly for me to see and for the actors to see what this can be as a form. What's exciting is when you see the kind of like, I don't know whether you'd call it semiotics or like mm -hmm. the kind of the symbols and the kind of, let's say, pretentiously, the poetry of, of the visual and the sound altogether, that you actually see, a bit, no, synergy is the word, there we go. It's the synergy of all of those things. Some, sometimes at moments kicks and you go, okay, that's what it is. That's yeah. how it can be uh, a piece of performance rather than a just people stood in their lounge reading a play. And there have been many of those, for, for my taste, they're too casual and I actually find them unnerving because I think if you can see someone's home behind them, <laughs> Yeah, and the script in hand, and it feels undercooked. Then it makes me feel awkward because I think it's I, I, it's quite a vulnerable spot to be put in. Uh, yeah, and also you, everyone's looking at what's behind you, unfortunately, in a very nosy Parker <laughs> kind of way. Um, so difference being that, but the the obvious similarities are we have a, a, a production team, 
we have producers, we have a wonderful group of actors who are, as always, as actors are, courageous, brave, daring, easy going with their talents, which are great and um, and strong. And they're also being incredibly creative within that form. They are also adapting, going, okay, what if I come on like this? Or what if I appear mm -hmm. like this? Or how do I get off stage? You know, how is it if I'm at a sort of distant shot rather than a very close shot etc what's my level on the mic so immediately everyone's adapting it's really really exciting excellent um i'm going to take you to a cast album thing i don't know if you're a fan of musicals or not but um i'm asking everybody the same questions like i said at the beginning if you were to self-isolate with one out one cast album uh only and had to throw everyone else out what would that be oh god um well it would be a Sondheim, I think, and it would probably be company. Oh, that's great. That's a very good answer. It's a, it's a, and it's a fascinating question because they're all, they're all d different. Uh, we've had a couple of Les Mises, which is a bit heavy for me at this time. Um, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm not judging, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> the cool thing about, I mean, it's such a wonderful piece, but you know, it's, it's very, uh, you know, the inter, uh, the kind of questioning and ambivalence around relationship, not relationship, what yeah. that all means, I find very interesting. And I suppose that the the good thing about that is by the end of the music, at least you, musical, at least you get being alive, which has some oh. sense of release, relief and understanding, even if it's just for one song. Well said, sir. Well said. Okay, we're going to do a couple of 10 quick fire questions. It'll take a minute. There's no wrong answers here, Sam. Oh, God almighty. <laughs> okay, shall we start? Movies or theatre? Movies at the moment. Okay. Twitter or Instagram? Instagram. Oh, this one. Tom Stoppard or William Shakespeare? Oh, God. Tom Stoppard, of course. It's really hard because I started this before Screw we knew what we were job. doing. <laughs> <laughs> Broadway or West End? Oh, God. It's impossible. Uh, West End. Clotted Cream or Jam first? Oh, Jam, definitely. Netflix or Amazon Prime? Oh, God. Netflix. Cinderella or Snow White? Um, oh, Snow White, I think. Okay. Wicked or Les Mis? <laughs> uh, wicked. Dogs or cats, Sam? Dogs or cats? Dogs. Okay, and the last one, Stephen Sondheim or Lin-Manuel Miranda? Oh, God. I mean, both geniuses. Yeah. Or genii. Um, Sondheim. Sam, thank you so much. And just before you go, um, what, where can people find you online? Um, I know you say you're doing so many things. If people want to reach out, if it's Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or any of the socials, uh, what's the easiest place uh, socially to find you? Um, I'd probably say Instagram. Okay. Perfect. And your handle is? Busy on it, but, uh, it is Yates2020. There you go. Excellent. Sam, um, thank you so much, A, for joining us on this crazy ride. And I'm so proud of what you're achieving with our team. Um, we, we're just the luckiest producers to have you as a director. And no, also, thank you for coming on and doing this podcast. And, uh, and also, thanks to, I'm sure, everyone who, who has um, reached out to you and you're doing these one-on-one -on -one Zoom calls with are so, so, so grateful because uh, it's, it's, it just gives people an outlet to, to say, here I am, and, uh, and carry on with 
the growth in their careers. So I well, really, really appreciate it. It gives me an outlet too, so thanks to them. Awesome. Thank you, John. See ya. See ya. Sam Yates there, director on the first production in Curtain Call's remote read series, A Separate Piece by Sir Tom Stoppard. The live performance will be this Saturday, May 2nd at 7 p.m. GMT, which is 2 p.m. in New York and 11 a.m. in L.A. You can donate or purchase a ticket for a separate piece by visiting theremotereread.com. The Remote Read is produced by Curtain Call, co-produced by Platform Presents here in the U.K. and Apples and Oranges in the U.S. Our equipment sponsors for the series are Sure, the microphone specialists. Join us tomorrow when the producers, including myself from The Remote Read, will be taking our own bows. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.